The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the first chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God, and now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth in her old age has conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her who was said to be barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here I am, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise be to you, O Christ. Grace and peace to you from God our Creator, from our Savior Jesus the Christ, and from the Holy Spirit, the one who is present wherever you are. So I want to share today with you a little obsession that I have um, acquired during the pandemic days, and that is for the movie Frozen 2. I can't tell you how many times I've watched it. It sort of seems to be my comfort food in these days. And in this movie, we have Anna and Elsa, of course, and Olaf the snowman, and then Kristoff uh, and Sven. And this group sets off to go into an enchanted forest. Now, as they are entering the enchanted forest, Olaf, who is ever the one that has the interesting fun facts, says this, did you know? that an enchanted forest is the place of transformation. He says, I have no idea what that means, but I can't wait to see what it's gonna do to each one of us. Sometimes I wonder if that's how God looks at each one of us, that this life is a place of transformation and God saying, I can't wait to see what's gonna happen to each one of us. Now, as you know, we are uh, in this series on hope, and we are walking through this passage from Romans chapter 5 about hope. And it starts with suffering. We talked about suffering a couple weeks ago. Suffering leads us into a wilderness where we will need endurance. And then endurance, this gift of God that is strength through our suffering and our wilderness, becomes our character. Our character emerges through that. So today I want to think about character. How is our character defined or deepened or shaped by our wilderness experiences? 
Now, just so we're all clear here, when I'm talking about character, I am talking not about someone being such a character, right? Or I'm not talking about acting, where we portray a certain kind of character. This is not acting. I'm talking about a definition that goes like this, the mental and moral qualities distinctive to an individual. Character is, is what makes you, you. Someone has said it is who you are when no one's looking. Now, in our gospel lesson today, we get a glimpse of the character of Mary. She learns that she is about to step into a wilderness when this angel comes into her life and lets her know what is going to happen to her. You know the story. Suddenly she is miraculously pregnant. She is engaged, but not yet married. The journey through the wilderness she must endure will be one of public ridicule, personal reckoning, and will certainly include both physical and emotional pain. Now, historically, we lift Mary up as this wonderful image of a servant. She is virtuous. But this girl is young, and she must have been overwhelmed and anxious and fearful. So when the angel Gabriel says to Mary, greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you, Mary must be asking herself, am I favored? Is God with me? Now, perhaps you have gone through a moment of reckoning just like this yourself, saying, why me? Why now? Where's God? How can this be possible? What's next? The greeting that the angel gives Mary gives us a glimpse of the character that God sees is within her, the gifts that God has given to her. Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. Now, this word that is translated in our Bibles as favored is the Greek word kekero, let me say that right, kekeratomene, kekeratomene. In the middle of that word is this word keri, charis. And that word is about grace, charis. We, we get it, the word charity from it or a gift uh, or a receiving of grace. We also have the word Eucharist from it, which is the meal that, um, where we literally ingest, ingest the grace of God. Kekeratomene, grace. Mary is called the one who is full of grace, and grace is a gift from God given to her. Grace is this gift of love, even when it is not deserved or earned. It is showing kindness even when it is not expected and nothing is given in return. Grace happens when you forgive someone who wronged you simply because that's the right thing to do. I wonder if our places of pain and endurance are the places where we are most opened to an experience of God's grace. It may be the place where the receiving of it has the most powerful impact on us. It may be the place where we understand that it is a gift we are not worthy of, but it is a gift freely given all the same. Here is the place where Mary finds ourselves and herself, and here is a place where we so often find ourselves. That it may be in this place of suffering and endurance 
that we realize that God's grace is the solution for most of the problems of our world. For Mary, it was bearing Jesus into the world to be the savior of the world. For you and I to be keratomene, grace-filled, this is the character that God is shaping in us through our wilderness experiences. Now, I'm thinking of several different things that, that fit into these kind of categories. Let me share just a couple of them with you. I'm thinking about my nephew who was diagnosed with cancer at the age of three. He had to go through a year, a hard year of radiation and chemotherapy. When that year began, one of the nurses told my sister that often when kids go through hard things like this, their character really emerges, and it did. We were so amazed because we saw this kid, he was strong, he was determined, and he was curious through all of it. So much of his cancer journey was defined by those characteristics in him, strength, determination, curiosity. And now at almost eight years old, he remains those things, strong, determined, curious. His true character emerged in the wilderness. I'm thinking about Cammie Hopkins, and she recently shared with me uh, some of her experience of living with severe allergies and the life-threatening reaction to those allergies. She said at one point in the past year, she was no longer able to receive Holy Communion because of some of her food allergies. And she seemed like she was okay with that. She still felt part of the community. She didn't feel excluded. But one usher in this community noticed this. And he started making bread for Cammie out of sweet potatoes. This was bread that Cammie could eat. This bread drew her into the sacrament of grace. And it came through that usher's love and kindness, through the grace of God in him. The character of both Cammie and this usher emerged in the wilderness through this gift of communion bread. I'm also just thinking of the gift of this faith community. Through all the disappointments of this past year, you have continued to be a community of faith, even at a distance. You've made phone calls, you've checked in on each other, you shared gifts of love with one another, You've contributed generous financial gifts to this church, to the food shelf, and to various other service organizations in our city. You deliver meals, you advocate for housing. In all of these ways and so many more, you live out this gift of grace placed within you. This is character. Your character, even in adversity, is to live out the gospel of grace for the sake of neighbor. Now, I don't know about you, but I can get pretty disillusioned and negative with all that is happening in our world. The way that people treat and speak to one another's, another is often worrisome and sad to me. Many news channels will lead with the most violent or the most polarizing stories they can find. And yet still, somehow, I find hope do you know that this spring, in the throes of pandemic and job loss and isolation, Google reported that the number one question people were searching was this, 
how can I help? The number one question, how can I help? This is character. I think this may be one of the most important things we are learning through the wilderness that is 2020. What it means to be an authentic Christian. What it means to embody Christ in our lives. Now, Mary, she literally carried the Christ into the world in her body. But you carry Christ too, in word, in action, in expressions of grace, you also bring Christ into the world. Perhaps the suffering of having to stop going to church has forced us to find new ways to be the church. The true character of the church has emerged and it is beautiful, it is full of hope. Now, this is the spoiler for next week. This kind of character this kind of embrace of the grace of God within us leads us to living with purpose and authenticity and a conviction that builds the kind of hope that does not disappoint. Not only that, but it is the kind of hope that continues to transform a life, a community, and maybe even the whole world. Now, Olaf. At the end of Frozen 2, when all is sort of wrapping up and done with, he says this, I still don't know what transformation is, but I feel like this forest has really transformed us all. I think that statement is one of the most important ones in the movie and maybe the most important ones we can make in our lives. Do not put pressure on yourself to have some transformational experience. It doesn't work that way. There is no timeline for trans transformation. There is no formula for renewal. There is no expectation of perfection of character. In the wilderness, there is simply grace. And that is who we are. Sometimes our lives are transformed simply by saying, I don't know how, but I survived the wilderness. Even in mere survival, transformation happens. In a moment, we will celebrate the sacrament of Holy Communion. Here in this story of suffering, simple bread and wine are transformed into the body and blood of Jesus Christ. This in turn is given to you as a gift of grace that you may go out and live as one who has been graced by God. How does that transformation happen? I don't know how, but I do know why. Because here in this meal, we receive a tangible gift of grace. The bread and wine that we can touch and smell and taste. The promise of Christ's presence with us. Because God has sent his son to be among us. And so now today, may you go into the week ahead with the assurance that God's grace in you is enough. Thanks be to God. Amen.